What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Let's talk tight ends on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Adam and Dave to talk about the tight end position. Looking back in 2021, looking ahead to 2022. Dave, for the first time in six years... Travis Kelsey was not the number one PPR tight end. It was Mark Andrews. Is this uh, just a one-year thing? Andrews did play one more game than him, but still averaged nearly a full fantasy point more per game in full PPR. Uh, Is this a sea change or what? No, I don't think so. I think Kelsey's got a great shot to come back and be the number one fantasy tight end, at least in PPR leagues next year. We know that he had a bad, uh, he had a great start to the year, and then he kind of slowed down a little bit toward the second half of the season. He only had one game with more than 15 PPR points from week 12 on. I think he can come back and be strong. We've seen him play well here in the playoffs. You know he's going to be an integral part of that offense in Kansas City. It'll be close between those two, but I like Kelsey the best still. Yeah, he averaged 100 yards and a touchdown in three playoff games. So what's your overall thought on the tight end position from 2021? What stood out to you? Do you remember when we talked about the top 12 average for wide receivers, how it was exactly the same Mm -hmm. year year over year? Happened at the tight end no position way. too. Top <laughs> 10.9 PPR points per game was the average of the top 12 tight ends. And it really wasn't that far off from where it was in 2019, which is 11.1. And that's not too far off of where it was in 2018, which is 11.3. So I think if you're right around 11 PPR points for a tight end and seven for a non-PPR tight end, you can call it nine and a half PPR. I think that's good. I think that's fine. Obviously, when you get to a stud tight end, you would expect more. So think of it as a sliding scale. When you're drafting a tight end in rounds two or three in the upcoming year, you're looking for someone that's going to get you 13-plus PPR points or 9 to 10 non-PPR points. And then when you get to the late rounds, you'll just be happy to get somebody that can get you double-digit PPR points, maybe even eight or nine you'd be happy with, but you hope that they can catch fire a little bit and be one of those rags-to-riches tight ends that we seem to get a couple of every single season. Did it still feel like a year where there just weren't that many difference makers at the position? Maybe three or four. Right. That's really how it felt because Kittle went through some injuries and he missed time. Same thing happened to Darren Waller. Um, Kyle Pitts didn't, didn't meet expectations. So there, there were tight ends, obviously the Kelsey's, the Andrews, the Gronkowski's Dalton Schultz ended up being the rags to riches guy that made you feel good and confident about your lineup when you started them. But there were a lot of other tight ends that were just kind of okay. I'm thinking of guys like Noah Fant, Tyler Higby. I, I would, I guess I would call Goddard one of those guys, even though he was top 10 in fantasy points per game, overall fantasy points, consistency, uh, hitting that 11-point mark in PPR more often than other tight ends did. So those tight ends, I guess uh, you're okay with, but there weren't as many that made it, uh, that kept it 
that made the position top heavy. That's, I guess, why I should yeah. say, but not necessarily top heavy in a way where there's a lot of names at the top. It was really just three or four guys. All right. So let's look ahead to 2022. Give me either a sleeper or a breakout or a bust. Can I give you three names that I think can either be, I, I think they're all going to end up being sleepers. But one might quantify as a breakout. I, the, the difference between the two really just depends on on your definitions. But I, I'm looking for tight ends who are young, and I'm looking for tight ends that have a chance to finish, like you've talked about, Adam, top two in targets on their own team. Brevin Jordan in Houston, mm. who I think is an okay talent and certainly could have a good opportunity in Houston to see more work like he did late in 2021. Tommy Tremble in Carolina, who's never been known for his pass catching skills, but when you watch him play, he's athletic. So I wonder if he could get a little bit more involved in that offense. We don't know who the coordinator is going to be or what that system will exactly be like. So put that one on hold, maybe a final round pick. And then Adam Troutman, we talked about him a, a year ago at this time, nine months ago, certainly had some big time breakout potential as the top tight end in New Orleans. We know that's an offense. All three of these guys are going to be in new offenses compared to what they were in last year. Troutman did show some signs of life toward the end of the 2021 season. I'm wondering if he can carry that over, and I'm wondering who his quarterback will be. You know, Dave, I have not looked to see if all of the top five tight ends were first or second on their team in targets. I'm a little worried about one of them. Maybe he wasn't. Uh, so Andrews definitely was. Kelsey yeah. definitely was. Kittle had to have been, right? Yeah. Um, in total targets or targets per game? Total targets. Yeah, I, I would imagine he was up wow. there. Wow. You, you know what? It was uh, The guy I was worried about was Gronkowski, and he was not. He was third in targets. Mm -hmm. That is uh, not typical. For a top five tight end, let's go ahead and check on. Uh, on I'm George looking at Kittle. Kittle right now. He was second in targets, ten more than Ayuk, and then number three was Dalton Schultz. Was he top? Was he second in targets or third? Uh, he had to have been. Well, uh, let's see. Cooper missed a little bit. Of Lamb time. had that terrible finish to the he year. He was tied, tied for second. There it is. Tied for second in targets. So uh, only Gronkowski, who was third in targets on his team, was not top two. And that's basically every single. Now there have been two years in a row where a top five tight end, Tunyon last year. No, no, no. I think I think Tunyon was third in targets. Anyway, it's almost every year. Every top five tight end is first or second on his team in targets. Gronkowski, an exception this year. Oh, you know what, Dave? I'm crazy. I'm looking at points per game. It was Andrews, Kelsey, Schultz, Kittle, and Zach Ertz. Well, how am I supposed to do that? I don't know. Kurt Ertz, uh, he changed teams. We can look it up. I we can't. just can't do it right yeah, now. Yeah, all right. <laughs> this is why you got to listen to the full-length episode of Fantasy Football today as we are figuring things out on the fly. For Dave Richard, I am Adam Azer. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Actually, we'll talk to you on Thursday. Fantasy Football today in five.